G'day, here you go. Welcome to Meet You Twice Cut Once. Back for our third episode. Last week was a real great episode. Um, lots of fun had. So taking us through for the next half hour is myself, Dirk, and um, the other guy who's uh, in his palatial res residence somewhere in Melbourne is, uh, I think, Chris Zurich. Are you there, mate? Yeah, g'day, Dirk. Yeah, I'm here, mate, in my palatial uh, mansion with my Collingwood uh, memorabilia. We won today. Woohoo! Um, let's uh, let's get on with this episode. I think we're going to have a good show this week. We've got a few things to talk about. Um, we had a good one last week as well, so uh, hopefully we're on the up. We can always uh, make the show better and better. What do you reckon about that, Dirk? Mate, Chris, it's been it's been a sensational week to be honest. Uh, last couple of weeks, um, I've been been trying to put the word out for the new show here, and um, the response has been overwhelming to be honest. Because um, uh, Luke, you've done a top job. You've done a top job, mate. It's um, the, what you've put on on uh, on Facebook and everything is over the top. Anyway, continue on. Yeah, it, it is. I think you've got to campaign pretty hard any any sort of thing you want to promote from the outset because, you know, uh, you've got a long way to go when you first start now. But, look, I, I, went, I went on Instagram. I made a few little trailers and uh, also put out a, um, a few little releases uh, on some positive feedback to get from an audience uh, from Facebook groups. And in particular, like the Aussie Makers group and... Um, uh, a few of the other Australian Facebook groups who, uh, you know, the people have got some great ideas. And um, in particular, we had Mind Matter Create um, asking about, you know, where you can get quality plywood in Australia. Uh, uh, just little things like that. And, you know, like everyone thinks Bunnings is the place to go, but it's not. No, no, no. I, I, I'll... When we uh, when we do an episode on um, on plywoods and where to get woods and everything, I'll be I'll be telling you where to go for for plywoods. Don't worry about that. What else you got there, Deco? Uh, yeah, another another guy, Phil Hayo. He's uh, he's actually left us a, a really decent list of topics to pursue, and um, you know from things such as um, uh, characteristics of different timbers and. Uh, Different kinds of finishes to use, you know, and that's that's a whole world uh, topic on its own, mate. Because, as you know, we're we're still trying to understand that. Uh, well, that's it, Dirk. I, I, you know what? I reckon that would be a good episode to have um, have Cuffy in on because um, he can read timber like a book. So, I, I personally think we should uh, get him involved in that one because that, that's a really good um, a good segment. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, look, the, the thing is, it, it takes a community to build this community. So that's what I've been doing in, on the social side of things. Uh, on my uh, sort of hobby side, uh, I I did, I think I mentioned, I finished making a clamp rack. So I put a video out of that and that was well received because I used FormPy and, and people were actually quite um, surprised. And a lot of people also said it's, it's a great material, you know, it's a good equaliser material to work with and, and I, I don't know, Chris. You, you use Formply a fair bit, so it's, it's good stuff, mate. I, I use Formply literally for all my um, all my jigs because it's it's really um, it's very stable. That's the thing about it; it's very stable. Um, you don't get you hardly get any warping or bending or twisting out of it, and um, and it's really and plus it's got that black um, 
I think it's like black melamine, you know. It's, it makes it nice and slippery over the top of your table saw, on your bandsaw. It's really, really good stuff. I don't think people use it enough, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I made mention too, I think, on the video, Chris, about you are able to source uh, that exterior coating in different colours, but they're specialised type shops. And, and, and as you said, like, you know, we'll keep that topic for another show, but um, I, I know that in Melbourne there are places, I think in Fairfield is one of those places where uh, you can get your hands on some uh, different types of form ply in, in the sense of the colour of the finish. But um, I, I think the black is, you know, it's quite conducive to a lot of shop builds and it's not too much out of place uh, by the time you hang thing, you know, things off it, which tend to um, you know, take away from the fact that it is a black surface. What do you reckon? And yeah, you know, you're right. Um, and it's easy to clean too, because uh, nothing tends to stick to it. So even if you if you drop some glue on it or something like that, you can just peel it straight off. So it's it's, it's fantastic for that application as well. Um, but I will also, yeah, in another episode, we will talk about where to get it nice and cheap. Um, and and I'm pretty sure you can actually get it recycled from uh, builders. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you What's go. That's, that's always handy. A couple of tight asses uh, like us might be <laughs> looking down that avenue. <laughs> uh, just yeah. one last thing. I've commenced work on uh, some uh, bedside tables. So that's on the go and uh, pretty much, you know, just enjoying life as well. As we both are, Durko, as we both are. And. Um... You know, we, we, we've got to keep ourselves busy in this uh, this uh, period. So, But what do you think we should talk about next, Durko? I think we should talk about maybe some tools. Sounds like a good idea to me, mate. You got any for sale? Discount? Uh, yeah, Durko, I was going to talk um, about uh, what to look for when we're buying tools. Um, that's one of the questions that came up from uh, last week's episode. Um that's that's a um, that's a minefield that one there I think you know uh, if you're not quite sure of what to look for I think you can get yourself into a, a fair bit of trouble um, you know like spending too much money or you know not spending enough um, that's uh, that's that's going to be what we're going to talk about now so what do you think Dirk you reckon that's uh, that's a good topic to talk about it's it's excellent because it's it's very um, much to do with um, it takes a lot of knowledge to understand uh, what type of things you want to purchase to the needs you have in the project. Um, like for a long time, I call it, I went on dumb, dumb uh, purchasing sprees where I just had to have a, one of everything, you know, and um, even a lot of that was cheap quality stuff like craft right, and, you know, which some of the stuff's good. Um, I found I, I had all this excessive stuff and I doubled up on things and, Whilst it didn't cost much, it did cost a little bit over the journey to uh, find out you've already bought it once, you know, and you, and you, you sort of think, oh, what, what a bloody twit, why, why did I do that? But um, and I'm sure you, yourself, Chris, you've you, you sort of come across this where you, you know, looked around the corner and thought, shit, I've, I've already bought that. I'm out of the box, you know. Um, and there's, there's other tools that I've bought that are really, really, really expensive. Um, you know, but You've got it. The way I look at it, uh, at the 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 way you, you buy tools is um, you got to, You got to work out 
what you want to do. All right. Now I, I get asked a lot of questions at work. Um, a lot of people come up to me and ask me about tools and stuff like that because obviously I, I deal with them all the time. Um, th they ask me what sort of tools should I get if I'm just, you know, drilling a hole once every blue moon or if I'm just, you know, um, sanding something once every couple of months, you know. Um, yeah. Should I spend a, a lot of money on buying? No, no, you shouldn't spend a lot of money. If, if you're only going to drill a hole once every blue moon, um, Ozito will work fine for you. You know, there's no need to spend a bucket load of cash on a drill that's going to be sitting in the drawer for most of the year, you know. Um, yeah. People like myself, I mean, I use my tools on daily. I use them daily, constantly. Um, so I, I need them to work all the time. So that's why I, I chose... I chose to go with DeWalt. Um, I know, I know you've got um, Makita at home or or Ryobi. Again, Ryobi, um, yeah. So you, you 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 buy the tool. Obviously, you buy what you can afford at the time, but you don't want to you don't want to spend um, like not enough money to buy a tool that you're going to use all the time. You're going to kill all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make Does that make sense? What I'm saying there, Dirk? What do you think? If yeah, it does, mate, and and you know, like to be honest, I started with a Zito, and uh, before I had any nows of where where I wanted to go, so a large part of this is uh, your your own focus and thinking about, you know, I'm going to pursue a hobby, but is it going to be something I want to do uh, and become more serious at it? Is it something that I then want to have a little bit better quality tool um, that will last a little bit longer so I can produce things. But look, I, I do tool reviews on, on my channel and, um, you know, I, I've reviewed stuff uh, I've purchased from Audi because there's just a fascination and a wow factor about the, the products. They're being so cheap, but they work. And that, that's what, what blows me away. Look, I've got a little circular saw from Audi and, um, you know, it's got a laser guide and, you know, once the battery gets down to about 30%, it loses most of its power. But I can cut through slabs quite easily when it's fully charged. So, you know, in, in one regard, to me, that's fascinating. But in, in another, they are a tool that's designed for basically someone who's not going to be using it uh, too full on in a, in a time frame, you know. So, you know, how do you see that? Well, that's that's exactly it. Um, and there was a guy. There was a guy at work, and I'll, I'll relate a story to you in a minute. Uh, there was a guy at work who was. Um, we we have um, really really crappy plywood at work uh, that they they throw out. So some of the blokes take them home and they they make stuff out of it. Anyway, he he was lining his uh, garage with this uh, plywood, and that's basically all it's good for. Um, but he was he was cutting it with. Um, he had, he had a, um, an angle grinder with a little circular saw blade on it. And he was, yeah, yeah. When he told me that, he said, oh, he came into work and he goes, oh, look, I'm having a bit of trouble with uh, cutting the plywood. What am I doing wrong? And I said, well, what, how, how does your blade look on your, on your circular saw? And he goes, oh, it's, it's a new one. I've gone, okay, fair enough. I said, uh, what sort of circular saw have you got? And when he was explaining it to me, I'm going, that's, that's not a circular saw. I said, mm -hmm. bring it in, bring it in tomorrow, let me have a look. And he brought in his angle grinder and he had this little blade on it. And I've gone, you're kidding, eh? And it, the, the blade didn't even fit on the arbor. So it was, it was just, <laughs> it was dangerous. I said, show me your hands. I'm, I'm surprised you still got all your fingers. And um, 
And I said, that's not a circular saw. You need to buy this and you need to, you need to put this blade on it. And then you've got, you've got more. Con and he went out and he bought himself a little Ozito um, circular saw. And he came in the next day and almost literally kissed my feet saying, wow, you know, what a difference, you know. That's just the other thing you've got to look at, you know. So some people, I mean, you and me, we, we take our tools for granted. We know what they do. We know what we need to, to do a certain job. Some people don't know. And, um, and that's, that, that's, that's dangerous, you know. Like he could have quite easily cut himself badly with that. But anyway, I'm sort of going a little bit off topic here. But he, uh, he's bought himself... Um, he's going into the Ozito range. He's buying himself uh, a drill and an impact driver. He's got the, uh, the circular saw now. He's going to buy a jigsaw, and he goes, look, they work fine for me. Does only work use them every so often? And I'm going, well, that's, that's all you need. Whereas another guy uh, came up and he said, listen, I'm looking to start doing cabinets. Well, you need to, you know, spend a little bit of cash. You know, you need this tool, you need that tool. So you've got to look at, you basically got to look at what you're going to do as to what, how much you're going to spend. You agree with that, too? I do. I do agree with that. I I had this thing like yeah. I started with the cheaper uh, budget brands. I, I think we covered a little bit of this on a previous show. Uh, but one thing I've always appreciated is uh, quality tools and machines. So um, I don't know. I have a fascination with cast iron tops. Uh, to me, that just means you, you you're having a real go at something. But uh, yep. that's. Please don't take anyone take that as a tool of snobbery. It's it's just um, uh, you know that's how I looked at it, how I perceived it. Um, the thing is, look, I quit something to commence something new. So I, I, I quit smoking uh, about six years ago, and when I when I worked out the cost factor of say I don't know what it's worth now, maybe twenty five thirty dollars a packet of cigarettes. Um, I paid for three workshops for every year. It's just it's it's multiplying effect, you know. And um and and for that sake, I, I, I said to myself, look, you know, I could have a blend of things like budget tools, uh, as far as Aldi and the Ryobi brands. Uh, I didn't need Dewalt, Makita, or any of those. Uh, but I I do enjoy having a nice table saw and a nice miter saw and things like that. But you know, I. Initially, uh, in the outset, I wanted to go long term in my life to do this. So you're probably the same, and a lot of the woodworkers out there, I think, are the same, Chris. So, you know, exactly right. Um, if, if you if you're looking to to make it a, a lifelong hobby, then you're better off spending a little bit of extra cash. You know, and getting. I mean, I'm the same as you. I've got a, a cast iron table now on my table saw, and. Uh, and it's it's fantastic, you know. You it just it just it, it's, it adds to the atmosphere of your workshop as well. If you've got you know that, that kind of tool, and you're right, it's it's not tool snobbery. It's just um, you know, like you, you're proud of what you got there, you know. Um, and and again, when it comes to table saws, I bought what I could afford. You know, like I've got the Sherwood uh, ten inch, and it's it's fantastic, you know. Would I have bought myself a um, a saw stop if I had the money? Well, probably not, because um, you know, look, it's, I think that's, I mean, look, the technology is great. It's good. It's always a good thing when you touch the blade and you don't lose a finger. That's always a bonus. But um, I tend not to put my hands anywhere near the blade, you know. Yeah. So do I need to spend $5,000 as opposed to $1,000? No, I don't, you know. I mean, it does the job for me. But if I was working in a, um, uh, an industrial factory where I'm churning out cupboard after cupboard or, or furniture after... Then yeah, I'd then invest in um, in a in a saw stop. 
and um, and that's 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 probably what I would do in that case. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you'd feel about that, Dirk. But uh, that's that's where I'd go. Yeah. Look, I'm quite happy with what I have at the moment. Um, I think at the start, you know, it was it was a matter of understanding um, what the tools do. You know, it was a little bit of an unknown factor. And being in Australia and watching a lot of US content where, you know, they the brands like uh, Powermatic and Delta, you know, they, they were things that I couldn't find, you know, for the life of me. So once again, had to go to uh, Bunnings and Mitre 10 and I searched everywhere on the internet for these type of things. But people were saying, no one actually said, you know, there's, there's places like Carbotech, Hair and Forbes, Timbercon. Uh, that was very foreign at the start. So, um, but my issue, I think, in looking to purchase stuff was related to to the safety aspect of um, do I know how to use this machine? Uh, am I going to be comfortable with a blade that's spinning at thousands of revolutions per minute? Um, you know, and am I uh, in a position where I can make a cut and join the pieces together? So, so I started slow. I think a slow start is sometimes good, but it means you waste a little bit of money. Is it? Did you sort of start that way yourself, mate? Well, well, I did. Um, my my first um, circular saw I bought from uh, Super Cheap Auto for for ninety nine dollars, and um, you, I could not for the life of me get a straight cut out of it. You know, um, but I, was, I I bought that because it was number one. It was what I could afford at the time, and number two, I wasn't. I mean, I was only just starting to get into the woodworking side of things and I wasn't sure whether that's a hobby that I wanted to pursue, you know. Um, but it turns out I, I loved every minute of, um, you know, the sawdust that I was creating. I loved making it. Um, so that's when I started looking at upgrading my tools. And um, But, yeah, that's that's another thing. I mean, if you're going to look at uh, buying tools, you've got, to, you've got to first ask yourself, is this something you can see yourself doing for quite a number of years? Because once once you're in, you're hooked. I mean, I know I am. I, if I couldn't do any woodworking or anything in my garage, I mean, you might as well just plant me in the ground, basically. Um, but uh, that's, that's I reckon that would be another thing to look at, you know, if, if that's something that you want to pursue. I, I, sort of, I sort of wonder how people who either fabrication or or general metal work or sheet metal work go about um, starting out because, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of it in the metal work background and, um, uh, you know, there's different products which at a price range uh, which are going to give you a better type of weld finish or uh, guillotine cutting, you know, and you can go all the way into milling machines and, and metal lathe. So, you know, do you look at budget brands there and, it's a, it's, a, it's a different topic to what we're trying to represent, but if people have a comment about, you know, just the fact that how how you get started and what machines and tools you look at, is, is it similar to the woodworking journey sort of thing? Um, and, and, and I know you, you, you Chris, you, you play around a little bit with welding and fabrication work. So, you know, did you initially say, oh, I'll just get someone to get me going or how'd you go about it? Well, yeah, no, 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 you're right. I did. I had, um, I bought my first MIG welder. It was just a gasless uh, CIG MIG welder. Um, and, um, and I had the, uh, and I had an old Hitachi um, cutoff saw, which was one of those abrasive ones, you know, where the blade gets short, smaller and smaller as you cut more steel. And it uh, makes a lot of sparks and a lot of noise. And then 
I started uh, getting the hang of the welding. You know, I was getting better yeah. at it. Like, uh, you know, practice makes perfect. So then I went out and bought myself a uni MIG, uh, MIG welder with, with a gas bottle. And, uh, and I upgraded from the Hitachi abrasive cutoff saw to a cold cut saw, the Walt one. And, yeah. um, and now I've got, I think, uh, I think the setup that I've got now caters for everything I need to do. But again, it was something that, um, you know, like I, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to get into that side of things. So I, I tried it out with some uh, cheaper stuff first. And when I thought to myself, yep, I can do this. I'm, I'm happy to, to pursue this as well. I, I upgraded. So happy with what uh, I've got now. One, one of the other things, Chris, look, mate, can it be a deterrent if you buy uh, very cheap tools? Because you said you got you bought initially tools which were, they didn't cut straight. You couldn't calibrate things. Yeah, and, and is that a, a deterrent when you go ahead and think, well, if that's the best I can do, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, no, that, that's it. Um, a lot of people get put off because, you know, they buy something cheap and it doesn't do what they want it to do and so they just give it away, you know. And um, But, you know, cheap tools, you can still do uh, good work with cheap tools. Um, some of the videos that I've seen in the, in the past, people got cheap tools. A uh, couple of interesting videos I've sort of been watching recently, Chris, is um, a, a guy made called C. Reeves Makes. Uh, I've been following his channel for quite a while, and he has quite an immaculate workshop. But the most recent video I viewed, where he, his, his daughter was in the shop with him, and um, they actually built um, a nice little bedside table, which uh, had a lot of nice different types of joinery in it. And I found it really good and refreshing to see to bring the family into the uh, equation of making something so you know kudos to to c reeves for making a really good video and his workshop is absolutely bloody brilliant mate what have you been watching um i've look there hasn't been a lot of content coming out lately um one i tend to always go back to is uh jimmy deresta i i got hooked on him when i first started getting into the youtube scene um, and one one box or one video of his that really got me hooked was his um, DeWalt toolbox build, obviously, DeWalt toolbox build, yeah. And it's just the way he went about making it. It's just out of plywood, how he did his uh, finger joints with it and all the tools he used to make that particular toolbox. I loved it. And it got me, it got me hooked. I mean, I've watched a lot of his videos and it got me absolutely hooked. So the, um, the DeWalt toolbox build of DeResta, if you want to check one out, have a look at that one. Anything else for sure. Yeah, no, I love Jimmy DeResta's stuff. Um, another one is uh, one of the crowd favourites, Uncle Knackers. Uh, I was watching Cork, Cork Locker Pro, Five Simple Tips uh, or Steps, and, and they were really trade-related, you know, and it's, it's always nice to see how... Uh, Uncle Knackers just shows you how to do stuff and doesn't overcomplicate it. And, you know, that, that's that's going back to his earlier form on video making where he's had some really good success just giving the most basic tips out on um, things that can make our lives so much easier, you know, because we can, we can overcomplicate it. You know, we're trying to recreate the wheel just to cork something. And, but, you know, there's just techniques, methods, and I think he used a paddle pop stick to, uh, you know, brush out, uh, sort of flatten out the uh, part on the when it, on the material, so to cover it in. Uh, did you see that one? It was good. 
I did, yeah. And um, but the one thing that I got out of that wasn't the paddle pop stick because I've used them before. Um, it was the fact that he used um, the dishwater, the, the yeah, the dishwashing liquid. I thought, wow, I haven't, I haven't tried that. So I, I actually gave it a, a bit of a rip in the uh, the workshop today just to see how it would work. And brilliant. That's just one of the, the best tips I've, I've gotten lately. Really, really happy with that one. Thanks, uh, Uncle Knackers. That was a good one. Good tip, Knackers. Uh, great tip, Knackers. You've <laughs> got to get it right, Berko. Okay? Yeah, um, another video, another, another creator that I, I look at all the time, um, and, and I, I really I love her work, is um, Ainsley from Small Fry. Um, she, just what she does. It's not so much how she does it, it's what she does. It's, uh, the last one she did was some uh, Lazy Susans, and, uh, and I thought, wow, how good are these? You know, and it's just, again, it, she does a lot of stuff that she sells at the markets. And, uh, and they're really, really simple ideas. And the Lazy Susans, you know, like they're, they're so easy to make. And I, I, I just, I, I need to do them. Once, once the weather finds up and we get out of this bloody stage four um, lockdown, I think I'm going to get right into it and start making a few of these things because they, they look simple. I don't know. What about you, Dirk? Hey, same thing? Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to make a Lazy Sumo, mate. It won't be hard for me. A Lazy Sumo. Good, yeah. good. <laughs> I've known one of those for a while now. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> nice. So for the fourth show, Chris, uh, we, we've got a bit of a special show coming up. Uh, we're going to have our first guest and uh, we're going to have an interesting discussion point. Oh, who is it? Did you ask who could have been there? No, no, don't tell anyone. Oh, well, mum's a word. Um, mum's a word. He's going to be a special guest. He's, he's, uh, he's a cracking chap, I think. And um, the, the we're going to cover the subject matter of um, getting into YouTube video making. Um, that's something that you and I, um, you know, tread into the world of doing uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, we're, we're enjoying it still. So there's different aspects to it. There's different learning curves uh, to you know, understand editing and things like that. So our guests will uh, be able to help run us through a lot of these type of uh, scenarios yeah. we've got to consider when we're taking it up. Because For sure. It's not easy. No, no. Uh, and that's that's the other thing. I don't think people, um, well, maybe it's not the right thing to say, but maybe some people don't realise how much work goes into producing one of these videos, like a, a build video, for example, because if you look at my first attempts at um, at videos on, on my YouTube channel, I mean it's it's they're, they're horrible. I, I, I don't like them. You know, I, was, I wanted to delete them, but you said no, leave them. I said all right, no drama. Um, but you learn. You're always learning. You know, like you got your camera angles to worry about. You got your lighting to worry about. You've got um, you know how long you want to shoot this thing for. Um, there's there's so much to look at. And then you got the other side of things. You know, like your editing software. I mean, I first started out with iMovie. And um, but I've since upgraded to, to something else, which we'll talk about next week. Um, and, and you're learning that side of things. And now we're doing this, which is a whole other thing that we've had to learn how to do. And the podcasting side of things. So it's, yeah. it's you're all you're always learning. It's forever growing. You're always learning. It's super addictive as well. I, I absolutely love it. And you know, it's it's 
it's such a great value thing as a hobby, uh, and it gives you another hobby of editing. But um, I'll give you an example, Chris. Today I did a, a bit of a project. I could have filmed it, but it, it probably took me about an hour and a half to complete. If I had a video of that, if I had to set up all my shots, angles, and and then you know did a bit of uh, editing initially, and then brought it into the computer and done the final editing, uploaded, that would have taken me a day. So from one hour to one day that you can see the scope of work that's needed. Yep. I know. I, I did the same thing myself. Uh, I made I made this. It took me uh, probably about an hour to make. But if yeah. I had filmed it, I would have been looking at four or five hours. So, um, you know, I might have make a video on it anyway because I've got to make another one for somebody else. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, we've got a guest next week. We're not going to tell yep. anyone who it is, so it's going to be a, uh, a surprise, and uh, and that'll be. I think that'll be uh, our, a good show for us. What do you think, Dirk? Hey? Oh, I reckon it'll be tremendous, Chris. Number four, show number four down. So, look, really looking forward to it, and um, I, we hope everyone's joining us for the journey because we need your support, and we'll try to give you back our support in the subjects we cover. Isn't that right? Exactly right. Exactly right. So, with that. I think I'm going to sign off now, Durko. Um, I'm going to say bye for now. And for me, it's hooroo.